Previously on Kurt Spurbs Blurbs. We should probably wrap it up. Holy soon. shit, dude. Yeah, we've been talking for a while. We've been talking for two hours? Yeah. Tonight on Kurt Spurbs Blurbs. And they say like 34 years later or whatever, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I am older than the penguin. Kurt B. Burbson. Kurt B. Blurbson. Kurt B. Burbson now. Kurt B. Burbson. Kurt B. Blurbson. It's Kurt's Burbs Blurbs time now. It's Kurt's Burbs Blurbs time now. What up, what up, what up, neighbors and lunatics? Dr. Kurt Money here, coming at you from deep within the cave, deep within the lockdown, deep within the quarantine. I don't know what's going on in here. Days or nights, nights or days, cats and dogs are fishing together. Nothing makes sense. What's my housekeeping at? I think 93. Yeah, I've seen the birds 93 times. Uh, learned a lot about myself in this quarantine, which uh, the fun parts of that I will go into next week. But anyway, today I am talking to, I'm talking to a friend of mine, Martha Carey. We have been friends for a long time, probably 11 years now. She is super awesome. We had a great chat. And actually, I remember after we stopped recording, we talked for another three hours, which was also dope. So enjoy this chat with Martha. It was pre-quarantine. So whereas now, Dr. Money is emerging from the hole that is the cave, a new man, a new doctor. This interview, this chat with friend Martha Carey took place pre-lockdown, pre-enlightenment. So it's kind of funny when I say things like, oh, I feel like I'm looking for an excuse to stay inside. Uh, quarantine answer to that problem, bud. <laughs> I've never had people outside chatting, but I think we'll be okay. Maybe they're I'll, about to they're, wait because I got to do my intro. Great com- maybe they'll have some great uh, commentary. Maybe. They're going to lose their shit when I do this part. You ready? What up? What up? What up, neighbors and lunatics? Dr. Kurt Money here, host of Kurt's Burbs Blurbs, the only podcast dedicated to the 1989 Joe Dante masterpiece, The Burbs. Yes! I am here with friend Martha Carey, who is loving this live intro. What's up? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. First up, hit me with your burbstery. That is your burbs history. I have surprisingly zero history with burbs i don't know how i missed it i was a a definitely like an inside kid and watched every kind of weird late 80s early 90s movie ever and for whatever reason that just was not on after school a lot that's funny because everybody i didn't watch it as a kid either the box cover frightened me you didn't do one thing you can kind of see the cover That's of that my poster. That's reference point was sort of like, oh yeah, someone walks out of a burning house at some point, but then I also confused that with Money Pit and was right. like, oh wait, does the house in Money Pit explode? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Money Pit is fucking He's hysterical. Sort of- <laughs> okay, so we got a lot to cover here because your profession is, you have been a script supervisor. I'm a script supervisor by trade. So it's your job to know continuity things. So- it's my job. To- yeah, I am like an on-set representative for the editor, so... As you shoot, you make sure that everything is seamless so that all the footage that goes to an editor uh, is usable. Right. So if for one take was like improvised, for instance, you know, pen was in the left hand or whatever, that's when you go back three weeks later and you shoot the... Oh, it's so boring. No, but, but it's no, the other side. It's just like it's fascinating person. though. Like you've had an experience where people don't appreciate yeah. what you're doing because they they don't know it's not going to pay off for them for a month when they're in the edit yeah. bay. Yeah, I mean that's the tricky thing. Is like it seems like minutia. It seems like oh boy, we're dangerously close to losing light, and now this lady's marching up, going like you know, in the wide, uh, she had her purse on the left shoulder, and and right now it's on her right, and she got to switch it. And they're like, who cares? It doesn't matter. No one will see that. Yes, but. Unfortunately, the way your eye works, yeah. it's not so much 
the minutia as it is like, oh, it doesn't cut together. I get a lot of pushback from a lot of people thinking that I'm just trying to point out mistakes. And, and that's so be, annoying. Yeah, it's like, I hate going like, that's part of the job, but like, ugh. What is your damage, Heather? Recently on a shoot, I walked in and I made a note, but I had a key crew member, an above line crew member, tell the entire crew to ignore whatever it is that I said. Don't blame me, blame Heather. So from then on, that then allows an entire crew of people to be like, oh, well, that person's work is insignificant. So therefore... We can ignore them and whatever opinion they're trying yeah, to Yeah, and then I, I heard from someone who'd recently seen a cut of the a rough cut of the edit was like, whoa, this is crazy. Was this stuff you were concerned about and keep kept an eye on during the shoot? And I was like, yeah, I made the note and it's there's only so much I can do at a certain point. I go in, I make the note, and the above the line people get to decide whether they want to do it, or there's time. Sometimes you don't have time to do it. That's fine. But then also somebody comes to you later and goes, hey, uh, why weren't you on top of this? Yeah. And you're like, hey, I was. I was vilified and made to feel like a fucking nobody person. Yeah, I was humiliated in front of a cast and crew, but um, go ahead. It's fine. That's, I, that burns <laughs> yeah, me. That burns good. me up. Well, okay, if that's what you want. I feel like online with trivia where it's like, oh, here's a goof, here's a goof. It looks yeah. like somebody didn't catch that and yeah. it's like no that person probably did catch it and said something there's a million factors it's not always one certain person like the game everyone's big thing the continuity mistake heard around the world is the game of thrones coffee cup yeah could have been a million things could have been let's roll on rehearsal and they just don't think to clear the set right could have been no one caught it could have been uh an actor put it down right after last looks when when people get to go in and make yeah. sure that everything's in place could have been a million things that happened. Hey, what happened? It went through editing. It went through coloring. It went through yeah. maybe ADR. It went through Foley. Like, it went. There were a lot of eyes on that. And a couple of those eyes watched that scene a thousand times. I'd rather chew broken glass. This is nearing to be a non-burbs blip. Yeah, very. The this burbs. is the burbs. In the burbs, Joe Dante calls it doodling in the margins, where he, he, if he can do a joke or a callback or something in the background somewhere, he wants to do it. No matter what. That's why, like, in Gremlins, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the background. Like, there's even a box of gremlin cereal in this movie. Because he's just like, oh, oh cute. Yeah. We, we have time to do stuff like this. I want to do Let's it. Let's have some fun. Yeah. So this is where your job comes into important play. Because, like, one of the things I love about this movie is that it takes place in the street. And as they're shooting stuff, people are acting in scenes we just saw in the background. Yeah. Like, the kid next door is a meatball. Bonnie and Mark are outside doing the yard stuff. That old fart. Got the best lawn on the block. Dave, Ray's kid, is hanging out with Ricky Butler. Oh, Ricky Butler's. And you see them doing their scene while we're in a close-up on Ray and Art about to go into the Klopex house. Go for it, Mr. Peterson! Yes! And it's 4 a.m. and they've been doing this for the last eight hours. Yeah! And it's cold and they're hungry and uh, it's been three days of shooting this one scene. Like, that happens. All that they have to keep doing it over and over. So isn't it impressive in this? It is impressive. That, especially in the very end, like, there's a lot of business. There's a lot of stuff going on. And it is pretty amazing. There's that one actor that keeps just, like, walking up to, to principals and, like, touching them on the shoulder and then or walking away. Him. And you're like, well, who is that man? What is he doing? But he's he's definitely, like, giving the scene some life. Like, he's like, I've got I've to gotta make the urgency of the scene feel real. I've been calling that dude out since the jump because it's so alarming to me when he like pushes Carrie Fisher. Yeah, and you're like, why is he touching it's like, her? Dude, hands off. How does lead. he know her? What like, is well, his relationship the gas man to her? or something. Yeah. Like, why do you keep getting your cross on camera? This dude is begging to pull some focus. Or yeah, he so was background can... who was like, here's my chance. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get a line in. I know that They're I can't talk by law with SAG rules, yeah. but they'll make it so I can. This will be my, my five under yes. or whatever. This will be the, the like, did you see me? You saw me. In the yeah. I'm the guy who touches Carrie Fisher's shoulder. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, cool, man. That's how I got my SAG card. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got my SAG card, was doing extra work. Did you really? Yeah, in uh, to Jillian on her 37th birthday. The plan is to get me over Jillian. It's been two years. It was a Claire Danes and oh, yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. and Peter Gallagher movie that shot in my hometown when I was in high school. Which is? Uh, in Nantucket, Massachusetts. And I, I remember uh, that movie. It came and went. Yeah. If you were like a Freddie Prince Jr. Claire Danes head, <laughs> as I was in high school. Of course. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is insane. And I'm like littered throughout that movie. So you're there was only like 12 people that were like background on that movie, so I'm all over the background. Like, Why is that not your header on Facebook for 15 years? I oh, don't that's understand. so uninteresting. What? And what? it was like the most awkward phase of my life. It's oh. like me in overalls with buck teeth and like frizzy bangs, just like in the back of every scene, like on a boat. And You know I'm going to watch this the, movie now, right? Yeah, yeah. You'll, you I'm going to post a pic. Celebrates Jillian's birthday. I was a dancing chair and across the universe. <laughs> What? But Seriously? that was crazy. That was a really fun... The scene that I was in was the the Eddie Izzard scene, the Mr. Kite circus kind of weird scene. And the bus to get up there, it was like a 6 a.m. call time, but it was a, a long drive. So the van, the shuttle that took you up there had met in Times Square at like 3 a.m. And they said, bring... I can't remember exactly how... I had to like go to a fitting. It was like very involved for just like background work. They drove us up there. It was like three hours and we all like woke up and we're driving through the most gorgeous upstate New York. Everybody who's in background, all the men were wearing long white wigs and long like blonde beige mustaches. All the women had long, long hair and everyone was wearing white and it looked like an insane asylum. But it was all day of dancing as a chair and stuff and, that's that awesome. was really exciting that was actually really fun that's awesome you're like uh you know the comedian doug benson yes he he did a lot of extra work back in the day too so he's in like michael jackson's um captain eo video no and shit that's so funny so i remember seeing him once he actually talked about that scene in across the universe what it was this is all very funny wow. um, yeah it was crazy and i never approach people or like chit chat with like people after that but he in his bit in his little stand-up routine he was joking about how funny it must have been on the set like watching him riffing and doing all because like through the movie he's like real wildfire like weird bits the weird riffing stuff that he would do and doug benson's his bit is about how like funny it is so actually i went up to doug benson after his set and i was like hey funny story i was in that scene and what's even funnier is that all that riffing happened like in the booth months, weeks, days before they ever shot it. Wow. And Doug Benson couldn't have been less impressed. Seriously? Yeah, he was just like, oh. We were in wine country for something. We were staying at a cool old hotel and the person who booked it, who worked there, his name was Curtis with a K. Uh. So for a whole week, I'm fucking thrilled. I'm like, I'm going to meet another Curtis You're with like a K. like, my people. I've never met, I meet plenty of Curtises, plenty <laughs> yeah. of Kurtz. Yeah, rarely But there's very with a K. few Curtises with a K. Good, honey. And I roll in there. Cannot wait to meet this dude. I've never met a wetter blanket in my Aww. life. He didn't give two shits. Like, it, it he shook He doesn't do me. justice to the name. It shook me. I wanted to be like, call yourself Kirk or something, dude. Because yeah. you don't deserve this title. Little K, maybe. I what don't know. What the fuck? I've only met one other Martha. What? Yeah, it's dr- I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Sure was damp today. But you have a super famous name. I have a super uncommon for mid-30s person. Name. But it's a great Beatles song, speaking of Across the Universe. That's why I was named Martha. It took my dad very little convincing to name me that. It's a family name on my mom's side, but... I, awesome. I, the story goes from my dad. He was like, and it's a Beatles song. Game on. Great. Perfect. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. I remember the first time I heard it, I cried. I was so embarrassed. I thought they were talking about me, and I got very embarrassed. I don't apologize. So, do you remember when um, Batman vs. Superman came out? Because your name was pretty big then. Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. Wait, in Batman vs. Superman, which one was that again? It was the one where both Batman and Superman, their mom's name was Martha. Martha! Really? Yes. So as Superman is being killed by Batman, he says Martha something. Ew, they both were like, Martha, and which goes, is like the least sexy name to say out loud. Batman goes, <laughs> how do you know that name, Martha? That's my mom's name. You're letting him kill Martha. Oh, Martha. Why did you say that name? Oh, Christmas. Ew, I don't, I don't know that. You don't remember this? No. I, I thought for sure, like in whatever that was, 2015 or whatever, that you would have was, been just barraged with shit on the I internet. I was like, it's all about me. No, I don't, I, I missed the boat on that. No, I, I didn't see that. Which one was the Penguin? That's, ba- that's Batman Returns. Oh my God, that's my Batman. That's your one, yeah. yeah. Keaton's definitely my Batman for sure. Batman Returns holds up. I mean, I think it's still spectacular. That Catwoman oh, is... Oh yeah, oh yeah. Flaw- I mean, it's perfect. Pee Wee Herman plays yeah. his dad. I mean, I also had the worst experience rewatching that semi-recently. Why? And the Penguin is like our age. Whoa. They like show the year kind of and then they say like 34 years later or whatever. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm older than the penguin. Oh my God. It's a real bummer when you do that kind of math. But it's funny that you say that because the same fucking thing in the burbs where I'm going, wait, I'm like five, four or five years older than Tom Hanks in yeah. this movie. He's like 28, right? He's like a 28 year old successful actor, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he had just moment? blown up. Colin Hanks was with him on set. He was like 11. At the Aww. time, he didn't want to have a kid in the movie because because uh, he was just blowing up, and he was like, "I don't want to be a dad in a movie." Oh, interesting. Right? He's like, my sex appeal in the burbs will be compromised That's by right. having a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting choice. Okay, it's one of the theories. Yeah. So wait, so did you like the movie? It's great. Yeah, it's really good. It's Hell there's yeah. like some really interesting. I mean, I have a nostalgia for the late uh, late '80s, early '90s, sort of like a theatrical style of directing. Mm-hmm. It's almost vaudevillian moments of like a slow turn together, and like there's one like a crazy camera zoom moment, which feels yeah. very theatrical. So there's these great little moments throughout. It's a blast, though, right? And you can feel it. People are making choices. Yeah, Tom Hanks is having fun. He's like, yeah. How many takes do I have? with these beer cans. I'm going to crush them all. Like he really tried some things. He really had fun. I loved that giant grill. Way to go, Art. Not Art the actor, Art the department. The the department. Yeah. Here's something that, okay, so every time I watch somebody, they catch something different than somebody else. That's why I love doing it and that's why I think I could do this podcast forever. Mm. I wouldn't have missed this for the world. Because everybody comes in here and watches this movie and goes, hey, what about this? What about this? Good, honey. The things that you were catching were so awesome and fascinating to me. And I lost track. Oh, God, yeah. Wait, hang on. I just had it a second ago, and then I started getting too excited. Hang on. You were saying a thing. What we were saying just a second ago. About... The next day. You were very torn about where you saw Wendy Shaw, and I'm not sure what movie you're talking about. What is the, the, it's not, it's, uh, I'm trying to, now I'm trying to figure out what it is that I recognize her from. Oh, My Girl 2. That's got to be what it is. <laughs> That's what you know from My yeah, Girl 2? Yeah, okay. I mean, My Girl 2 is a mess, but. Boy, I haven't seen that movie in ages. What doesn't oh, hold up? It's great. It's bizarre, but. It's great. I thought I was weird. You noticed that art, because you're a big dog fan, 
And it, this was a good movie. I was like to come screaming at. at the TV. Oh, was a good boy. That was good. That was good. I was like, oh yeah, she'll connect. Yeah, the this only as well. cameo I recognized. I was like, that's also precious from Sons <laughs> of the Lambs. I knew all the dog cameos. That's right. <laughs> Wait, what other movie did you say there was a dog named Queenie in? Oh, oh, Crooklyn. Crooklyn. Yeah, yeah, which is a perfect movie. I think that's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. She goes down to visit her family in Atlanta and her aunt has a terrible little tiny Pomeranian dog. It's not like Queenie just to up and disappear. Why, Lord, why? Queenie, where is that dog? And the dog runs away and then they open up the folding couch. <laughs> and the little dog pops out <gasps> and it had been squashed in the couch. Was it alive? No. Oh, it died. No, it's very sad. Oh, no. Oh, love Queenie. And then they do a whole funeral for Queenie. Oh, God, take me right now. You noticed that Art eats the dog food. Yeah. That was intended for Vince in the beginning. Great moment. And she's like, Yeah, it's a nice little thing in the back to help build Art's character where he's like completely unaware of what's really going on. Yeah. He's such a buffoon. And he's just so, he's just eating whatever. Pineapple, ribs. Oh, and he's so fat. Oh, yeah. So offensive. He's (laughs) a fat one. He's definitely not. And they're like, that's how fat he is. He'll eat dog food. Yeah. That's like a... Oh, yeah. I didn't connect. I guess that scene is tied to him being a big dude. Yeah. It just establishes that it's like totally okay to call him fat because, hey, he eats a ton. Yeah. Folks, here he is eating. Let's shame him. Hmm. I don't like that. I agree with you, but I don't want to think about that because I I love that scene. I know. (coughs) Oh, invite me on your podcast. I'll totally take the air out of everything you love. (laughs) The author of all your pain. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. Yes, yes. So one thing I knew, I said, Martha's going to dig this movie, even if she hates it, because of dogs, number one. Love it. I'm sold. Two, the Jeopardy stuff. Oh. You're a big Jeopardy fan. I almost started crying. It's just such a part of our universe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is the zeitgeist. Yes. It is the thing. Yeah. And we're in a very touch and go period in time right now where, like, our sweet Alex Trebek is... Yeah. I love bringing things down. Well, there's going to be a point where he's not the host of Jeopardy anymore. I can't even think about it yet. It was all me, James. Okay, so now a few of the questions that they asked, you can hear some of the clues. And I've always been wondering, like, what was the answer to that question? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you these questions and And see see if you know the answer. answer. (gasps) This is my dream. This is as close as I'll ever get to being on Jeopardy. Okay, so last time I did this, somebody, they complained because I didn't tell them the category because it was like... That helps. You have to tell the category. So the category for this one is how to, Mm -hmm. and it's the last one so that means it's hardest right oh yeah thousand points yeah uh, or two thousand five hundred oh five hundred maybe back then or something i don't know i don't know okay, okay so i guess the answer is mm-hmm. remain calm float with arms stretched out at right angles to body slowly roll to firmer ground how to get out of quicksand yeah oh, how'd you know that answer i know everything that's been on jeopardy what? Also, I know how to get out of quicksand. Why? I didn't Probably know that. Probably because I watched it on Jeopardy. I didn't know that. Yeah. You knew that fact? Yeah, yeah. You're I was a Girl Scout. Mind. You are blowing my I mind right now. I was a Girl now. Scout and a tomboy. Hell I yeah. I thought things like that would be important to know in my future. Hello. Yeah. It was very important. I know nothing about so much stuff unless it's stuff that's like dumb Jeopardy little tidbits. Yeah, but you just rolled into KBB and you just fucking threw the gauntlet down and said, I know the answer to that. I also Dr. Vi- I had to visualize it. Okay. That's, that's so funny. Oh my God. Oh, do more. Ooh. Okay, here we go. So this one is easy, supposedly. Mm. Yeah, because it's in the clue. It's the first It's the first question. Category is business and industry. Okay. And actually, this reminds me of something else. So this is good. Okay. 
In the McDonald's corporate think tank, executives float on this type of bed to brainstorm. What is a water bed? Yeah. I mean, you can kind of put Did it Did they together. really do that? I guess. Monsters. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> that that was the answer was that they lay in water beds? Oh, gross. How oh. can we poison people efficiently while totally. we make millions? I'm loving it. Uh, okay, so here's another one that they asked. Biographies. That's the category. Okay. How sweet it is. James, who is James Taylor? No, that's what I would, that's what you would think, right? Who is Carol King? No, Jackie Gleason. That's weird, right? Oh, interesting. He guesses, he guesses Mussolini. How sweet it is. Okay. Which is weird, right? And cause that's what I was thinking, like this improv they're doing and like, what is this about? It was truly the answers to the questions because huh. the first one, uh, Mussolini, his book was called Ducat. Ducat? D-U-C-A-T? Is it Ducat? Ducat is how I've always heard the coin. That's because Jeremy, our mutual friend Jeremy calls it, used to call it Ducats, right? I mean, I remember it from theater school. (laughs) (laughs) But also, yes, Jeremy's correct. I remember Jeremy. That that, that word is stuck with me forever from him saying Ducats. Shakespearean theater business, but yes. Oh, wait. What? It's D-U-C-E explanation point. So that's like say or something. Oh, yeah. We're Not duck it. Yeah. I can't read. Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> oh, wait. You, you told me that you had a Corey yeah. Feldman story. It's not really a story. It's a... Corey Feldman is a lovely, sweet man. He, is he really? Yeah. He was a guest on Birthday Boys, which is a show I worked on years mm-hmm. ago. Corey came in and did a... Did some... Made some real strong choices. And they were like, <laughs> interesting. Wow, really? Let's do one where we just do it kind of straight like he was great he really like wanted to give his all and like everyone really appreciated that yep that's me outside the house peeping in on the guys and then at lunchtime we found out it was his birthday what he came in to shoot with everyone on his birthday when they called they were like this is our shooting day will you be available and he was like yeah i'm not doing anything oh came in and like shot and we you know had a cake and a like a little birthday lunch for him and stuff but he was very sweet and very gracious and like gave his beloved birthday to the birthday boys on that day which was nice you don't think he thought that this was like a big ruse of like a surprise party he was like the birthday boys oh my god it's a birthday party for me i'm the birthday boy no oh wait this is a sketch yeah oh (laughs) that's really funny that you mentioned that he brought strong choices to it because that's him all right he makes some fucking real strong choices in the burbs yeah baffle my mind yeah he made some facial expressions that were really like in his teenage brain was like they're gonna think this is so funny and uh on the and boat, he wasn't wrong they were i like all the stuff he does because it's fucking weird to me yeah but he slaps people he like the fucking gas man that we were talking about <laughs> yeah and then when rumsfield falls off the roof yo rumsfield <laughs> Corey feldman comes running over and what does he do fucking slaps slap. him on the stone <laughs> he loves to slap a loves guy to slap. did anybody teach you stage slaps i guess not <laughs> I guess not. But he or was so- how to hold a pizza. I mean, uh, he holds a what pizza is that? Like, a, like a murderer. What is that? That's not real. Oh, we've got That's the pizza good. dude coming. You know, imbecile. Some more on you. And I feel bad because I've been doing some Corey Feldman hating on this pod in the past. Some more on you. You see, he's a nice guy, right? Sweetheart. Yeah. He's in from so many I, fucking classic little. movies and he doesn't like he gets credit. People know who he is and stuff. But I feel like he should have a lifetime pass for a lot of stuff like free ice cream or he should get a chance to be in a TV show once a year. Yeah, that'd be a nice project. OK, my bad. Shut it down. This is Shut it down! the fridge door ajar. Ugh. Food ruined. That's great. Okay. Everybody. Very nice. So 
do you think that the script supervisor said something or do you, I mean, it could also be part of the joke because they break a plate of cookies and don't do anything. Yeah, they're they break clearly a window. not concerned with doing the right thing in this guy's home. Yeah. I mean, what's our roles in there? Fucking smoking a stogie in a stranger's house. That I mean, drove me insane. Look, smoking a cigar indoors anywhere, insanity, unless it's like the 1920s. Look, as someone who has lived uh, with multiple bad neighbors, Mm -hmm. that really upset me. Like, Uh, what? How can you walk into someone's house smoking a cigar? Different time, I guess. I guess. But it, like, a different carpeted time (laughs) absorbs those smells. Totally. There's a lady that moved out when my aunt moved into her house. This was like 20 years ago. And I, my job was to rub the nicotine off the walls because she lived in there alone oh. and just smoked cigarettes. And it was literally just like dripped yeah. yellow shit mm-hmm. on the walls from nicotine. I went to look at a place that was like that. I had to like video record some of it. And it was really insane. Really nasty. The woman was like, it's, uh, you know, the woman who lived here and here smoked. And it just, it was like caked. Oh, it was crazy. Ugh. And the crazy, the woman that was showing the apartment was like, yeah, no, I live in the yard. It's, it's, uh, it's cool. And she like lived in a tent in the yard. And I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live here. What? The rent is right. There are broken toilet seats all over the place and you live in the yard. That's insane. Doesn't feel safe. Hey, maybe you should rent this spot, lady. If you're living in the yard. Uh, It was like her mom's house. And she was like, mom won't let me live here anymore. So I'll just be out here in the yard. What? And I was like, oh. I think we should move. Okay. So what was your favorite part of the burbs? BTB. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um You can say the dog part if you want that I mean the dogs are great. I love knowing that uh there's a dog trainer just like one foot to the left of camera with a treat. Anytime there's a dog on camera, I love thinking about that. Guess what, Martha? I just remembered one of the things I was gonna say. Hit me with it. Okay. <laughs> the dog poop yes. in the beginning. It's a lot of poop. It was real poop at first. It was real dog poop. Excuse me? Like, they put it there? Yes, and then the actors complained. Because it's like, well, yeah. They were like, we're in a fucking movie. And we're going to be in this outfit a lot because a lot of the movie takes place in the street. So, like, maybe I don't want to step in real dog shit. this is an Othello. Like, just crush up a brownie. It was like bean chili and chocolate or, like, some sort of weird mix. But I just loved it. Like, I mean... But also, wouldn't you make it anyway? Because obviously, Joe Dante's a perfectionist because of all the little details that goes into the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. So I would be obsessed with having the right shape of a turd. Like, where did you get real poop that looked the way you wanted it like to look? Like a comical turd. Did you, like, follow Queenie around? Or you, is Queenie that yeah, good of an actor? Yeah, is this Queenie's turd? Is, yeah. this like, is this, like, the set decorator's dog's turd that he brought from home? Right. And I say he because it was definitely a guy in those days. Oh, what, <laughs> as, a, as a dog trainer? No, just the the whoever is in charge of bringing that prop to set. Oh. <laughs> You're kidding, right? That's a joke about sexism that wasn't actually a joke. Just the truth? Yeah, you can cut that out. <laughs> no, this is all going in. Uh-uh. I shouldn't stare like this. <laughs> oh, Bruce Stern. That was my favorite part. Oh, Bruce Stern? Just he any person? like a snack. I he mean, did. that was... Yep. No tan lines this morning. We also can't figure out what war he was in like right. what is appropriate like what war did he go to to come out of that goofy and like unscathed yeah he didn't that's true. seem actually like he'd seen the no. trenches i was 18 months in the bush and i could snap your neck in a heartbeat yeah it, it's kind of like he's a veteran of war movies 
Like, he, yeah. there's not like the deep-seated PTSD going on with him. Yeah. But he calls people soldier, and he wears the outfits every day. Yeah. And his house is decked out in army stuff. Like, even yeah. the light on the porch has like an eagle on the top. And oh, other people yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. eagles. Then they have the shells for his mailbox and all that yeah, shit. He loves bullets. Hey, Rumsfeld, dude, what are you doing with the gun? He's a real, he's a great character. That's a real bizarre. I love it. And you could see that they put a tattoo on his leg. And it looked super worn because it was like a military tattoo. Yeah, just like spit and pen yeah. ink. And, and like, yeah, exactly. My grandpa had one of those tattoos. He had like a dragon that was like pen, ink, and spit. Oh, really? Yeah. Do from... you think you would like my burp tattoo? Yeah, definitely. So, 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 so. <laughs> Shut up and paint your goddamn house. You know, I saw a movie where the director of The Burbs was at, mm. and I didn't go up to him afterwards, and I've regretted it ever since. You'll probably run into him again. I must. Does he know about me? This podcast? I doubt it. I doubt How it. How can you get it to him? Does he tweet? Yes. I'm not ready to because I don't there's I don't have enough of an internet footprint. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. For me to go like, hey, check out my Burbs pod that yeah. forty people listen to. Yeah. Not ready. What's your favorite part of the movie? Oh, boy. What's your, like, what is it about the burbs that grabs you? I'm I'm honestly trying to figure that out. Do you feel like you're, at this point, like 50% of the way figuring out why it's so great? Or No, I feel like it's never ending. I Genuinely, when I watch the movie, I feel so joyous. And there, I want to, like, pause it and talk about stuff. But I go, no, you have your whole life left to rewatch this movie and <laughs> think about it. So just enjoy that next time you catch it. Sure, yeah. But I do, I don't know, like... Real talk, been in a real funk last few days or since the last guest was on last weekend because mm. it really, we really kind of shed some light on maybe I'm like uh, trying to escape from something or something. I, I don't know. But I mean, not to take away the quality from the birds. It's the greatest movie of all time. And my goal is to let the world know about that. Yeah. One week at a time. You're doing it. Thank you. I mean, you, you had a great time. Says who? The last guest was on and it was making me realize that... Like, I don't know why I watch this all the time. I do, because it's the greatest thing of all time, and I genuinely believe that. And I don't think I can sub in another movie, but it, it it's a weird thing where I am... I don't know. I just feel a hell of a lot better when I'm watching this movie. Yeah. And I'm, like, kind of scared of it. And, like, why do I love it so much? Like, what, what's going on with me? What do you think? Ooh, what do you want... As a... As a, uh, as a trained mental... As an unaccredited yeah, yeah. <laughs> mental health professional? Yeah, please give um, me your opinion. I think you might be looking for comfort and familiarity. I mean, who isn't? That's that's also like, for starters, who isn't looking for comfort? Familiarity, friendship, uh, a sense of belonging, a sense of knowing, uh, a sense of excitement, of sharing with people. Like all, you get to do all those things through this movie. I don't, maybe it's not necessarily this movie maybe it's whatever this movie represents but for a lot of people that's a very exciting thing to be able to like make a connection with someone through a film through a book through music i mean that's what we do we get art so that we get to like feel like we're a part of it or share it with other people it helps us find each other right too it's not necessarily just about finding it for your own personal enjoyment it's like oh i found this thing and other people get to like this thing it's why people like go to music shows and you right. go it's why people go to movies it's why people go to theater it's you you find like-minded people through yeah your love of a thing it is pretty cool because people have come out of the woodwork of being like the birds i love the birds and i'm like oh really well, why aren't we best buds? What's up? <laughs> but like, it would have been it would have been hard for us to schedule a hang where you come to my apartment for three hours on a Saturday. It helps that I had a podcast. 
Do you know what I mean? I True. Feel- although, give me any opportunity to hang with you, and I will absolutely I love it. take it. I love it. So wait. So do you have a Burbs? Do you have a movie that you can that you love where people are like, really, that movie, or a movie that you've seen a billion times? Yeah, see again? French Kiss, Dave. My comfort. I have like comfort movies that I go to for my family. It was uh, any of the Godfather movies except three. We don't talk about three. Yeah. It's funny. We can like have a giggle with three. Uh, Mommy Dearest. Love it. Jaws. Cool. And Gone with the Wind, which is back wow. in the news again recently. And right. like, which I... Is, you know that motherfucker's never seen the whole movie, right? No. <laughs> the next day. But for me, watching those movies takes me back to a time of watching movies with my family. Jeopardy. That's why I get so yeah. excited about Jeopardy. Forgive me if I get emotional. But that's what I watched with my family. Yeah. Growing up. So, like, you have these little, that's your burbs for you is like a thing that you feel connected to it. Steve Cooks. But I love that. They had a day where they had the Petersons come together and take a family photo because there's that part where they cut it in half, right? Yeah. And all the pictures in the background, as far as I can tell, are real pictures of Corey Danziger. Of Carrie Fisher, of Tom Hanks, just from like, like, bring us your. Do you have any photos that of your childhood? Or yeah, so that that's somebody's job was to tell or ask Tom Hanks, hey, can you bring in some old photos of you? Yeah, or whatever. Hollywood and the uh, maybe the art department coordinator. Maybe the art director. I love that shit, though. Mutilations? Mutilations! Oh, my God. There are some fascinating publicity stills for this movie of, like, Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher being, like, a couple. Why? I'll show you one, and it's, like... such a minor (laughs) storyline. I know. I know. Like, their love. Yeah! At the end of her being, like, I love you. Let's get out of here. It's, like, oh, was that... Oh, right. That was sort of part of the fight was her being, like, take a vacation with me. Run away with me. Yeah. The kid is, like... Uh, what's his name smells and I hate them and he's like have a nice weekend like have a nice weekend get out of here child yeah I have yeah. things to do with my neighbors beat it <laughs> oh my god I think my favorite part of the movie was the very end going I love this street hell yeah right into the camera yeah so long fourth wall love it god I love this street uh, another movie that has the most ridiculous ending I have ever seen what the end of Sully Oh, in the court? (laughs) insane. When they go out on the joke? They go out on a joke. A bad one. On like a goof and a bad one at that. Like a joke that you wouldn't even laugh at in real life in a courtroom setting. (laughs) It's Aaron Eckhart. Yep, yep. Sir, if there's anything you could do any differently on that day, what would it have been? Well, I'd have wished for better weather. And, and they all were like, ha, 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 that's the movie. And then it fades to black. Birds. And then they were like, this man's a hero. <laughs> In a post 9-11 scare world, and everyone's yeah. like, that's how you ended this film? That is so funny that you say that. Anytime I mention Tom Hanks' other movies, I put in a clip of him going, birds. Birds. Because that moment when he first realizes that it's birds. 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 <laughs> That's so funny to me. Because you, you hear him say it 10 times in that movie because it's like a Rashomon thing or whatever. Where yes, yes, You see yes. it from different perspectives. Totally. So you hear it a bunch of him going, birds. Birds. <laughs> All the different versions. I love it. All the different perspectives. And then a bird going, Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Birds. So I watched this movie and I didn't watch it for a few days and I was so pumped to watch it with you and we watched it and we loved it and now I'm feeling way better Yeah. about myself. So I guess I just got to watch this movie all the time forever. Is that the answer? I mean, I feel like once you start to figure out what it is about the movie that makes you feel so good, if you want to not replace, but like, oh, if it's familiarity, if it's uh, comfort, if it's connection with another person, those are things you can get elsewhere too. You don't have to limit yourself to those feelings just through this movie. Mm, How? What do you mean? 
like if it's familiarity and like if if the feeling that you're feeling the feeling that like ah this makes me feel good when you're watching this movie because it feels familiar you know what's coming you know what's good like um you could do that with like a drive that you take maybe you take like a special drive somewhere and that makes you feel good or you make a point to get together with a certain person or a certain group of people once every two weeks or something because that makes you feel good because it's about connection because connection connecting with your friends makes you feel good if it's about sharing and you want to like show somebody something really special there are ways to get those feelings not just through this one experience although this is super fun i'm not saying uh so segue out of this this is awesome the burbs yeah i think successful people are successful because they get obsessed with this thing do you think that that's important to note is that like you have to be really into something and pull it apart and know it inside out part of me worries that i'm using this to stay in because i'm also under the impression that i'm not going to date till i'm 50 like i'm done trying both sexes both sides yeah i'm with you on that what a racket it's like job interviews yeah and i it's to me it's it's not worth it the trouble that goes into all that bullshit's not worth it to me Mm -hmm. but do you think that we're going to be like 50 or 60 going like, uh, why do we think that then? We're so dumb. I mean, I can think of a lot worse things to happen at 50 or 60 than being like... I should have dated more. I should have dated... I mean, yeah. anybody can say any... Like, you can also be married for 50 years and be like, well, I should have slept around with a lot of other people. Right. N- um, none of it really matters. <laughs> you should be able to just like do whatever you want and feel good about that and not like force yourself to do something yeah. that you think you should be doing. I'd rather be... Well, I'm not lonely, but I'd rather be lonely than settle for somebody that doesn't make me feel good totally you know what i mean and like, i've been in those spots. i chose loneliness over you guy yeah i'm you with you there know that <laughs> i'm with you there a thousand percent yeah because i'll think about that where i'll feel like a tinge of loneliness and i'll go like okay but if that was the case and someone was here right now one the apartment wouldn't look like this that's for damn sure this apartment is super cool thank you thank you hey good work so before we wrap up you got to give a rating to this movie and this experience you have three options okay <sighs> okay number one abb that's always be Burbson. Okay. People should be getting their Burbson all the time because it's fucking dope. Okay. Number two, to Bitboat. T-B-I-T-B-O-A-T. The, the Burbs is, is the best, best of, of all, all time. time. That means the Burbs is the best of all time. Of all time. Number three, KBB. Kurt B. Burbson only. You don't want nothing to do with the Burbs. Just Kurt, you Whoa, go get your Burbs on. that's a big leap between the best 20, and... Well, hey, look, these are the rating systems that I just follow. <laughs> These are my rules. Yeah. I don't know that it's an only, and I don't know that it's the best film I've ever seen. I definitely had a couple chuckles of like, that's insane. Adults made this and didn't think this through. Right. But also in a fun way where you know that they were on set just being like, let's just try it. Right. Whatever. It's just have fun. What about a thumbs up? What? what yeah, give me like be, a number rate. Oh, God. It's going to be one of three. Now, I'll tell you this. <sighs> if you're stressing out about it, the majority of people say ABB and I say boom. Wait, what's T? T's... I, I say them out of order all the time. To yeah, Bitboat is, is the best movie of all time. It's the greatest. Oh, that's the that's 10. But, yeah, that's 10. ABB's basically five through nine. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Five and nine are different. Yeah. I'm a I'm a five in my in here in LA and I'm like a nine. <laughs> that's like a pretty big difference. I would go with like, I probably, if I had to give it a number... A seven? I'll give it more of a seven. That's three short of where it should be, but I suppose <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Well, I need to hear you say always be burbs in them. It's been a little tighter in places. Uh, <gasps> like what? Some arts 
stuff like felt what? a little meandery. Oh. Like he was off kind of doing his own thing. It was like, you're with, stay with us, stay with us. Shut it down. That's oh, it. So I guess just, you guys say, always be Burbson. Guys, always be Burbson. Mm, 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 mm. I'm loving it. Uh, getting a lot of heat. Getting a lot of heat about the ranking system. About how it's not fair or clear or easy to understand. To which I say, tough. Mike gave my rules. Fun. See you next week. And remember, always be bursting. Okay. I'm out of here.